Welcome along to episode 83 of Two Minutes for Chatting and uh, we've got some special guests today since we've still got no real ice hockey to talk of sadly. Uh, we've we've brought in some, some top class guests in Kev and Davis. How are you folks? Yeah, good thanks. Yeah, good cheers. Um, fresh from your uh, panini excitement, I thought we would um, talk a wee bit about some of the football news and uh, another, we could call it football, but it's it's fake football. The the Super Bowl. <laughs> I only call steady on. I know a controversial, controversial for all our American listeners. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I actually watched a wee bit of it, and Tom Brady, the goat. Is that fair to say? Fair way to sum it up. Sadly, yeah. Undoubtedly, <laughs> the goat. Is he not been the yeah, goat for yeah, years now? Yeah, pretty much. But the whole now doing it by himself without Belichick, just he separates himself even from the only other guy that was close to him. Yeah, true. He's won seven rings now, which is more than any franchise. <laughs> yeah, more than any franchise, which just sort of puts the NFL to shame. Really, yeah, the one one guy's better than. The, the rest of the league. <laughs> yeah, at the age of what, 67 or whatever he is? Uh, He's 43. And still, still going strong by the looks of it, playing again next year. Obviously, yeah, with a, what was this, his yeah. first first year with Tampa Bay, is that right? Yeah, so. first year. First year walks in, instant Super Bowl, has as many Super Bowls as guys from what the. Uh, NFC is Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers, guys who have been there for 20 years each. <laughs> Took Brady yeah, one. He's, uh, walks in one year. Yeah, he's 43 just now. He says he wants to play till he's 45. Right. Should play till he's 50. Yeah. You'll be dead. You'll be dead before that. Well, but, I mean, we, we sort of ran through his diet and stuff. Yeah, that's why I'm <laughs> dead. So he's not eating like McDonald's chicken nuggets. Chinese pizzas, nah. No, just fucking. He, he says he will. He says he will have pizza. <laughs> but what, when he retires? Yeah, it's, not, it's not part of his, it's not part of his daily routine. <laughs> no, but he's not to it when he has a cheat day though. He has like a slice of pizza. Not even like yeah, pizza. Like a, a slice of pizza. Piece of bacon. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> one one strip of, of bacon. He's piece. Uh, he's a piece. <laughs> a comfortable. You see a video of him though. Pissed. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't see that. He's just like leaving, like the I was the Bucks did some sort of huge, like boat parade in the front. Just thousands of people out there again, no masks in sight. Uh, and Brady's just getting held up in one of them as he's walking away from it. He's just wrecked. <laughs> it's brilliant. That's funny. Maybe he's just had had enough tea. So he's obviously he's, not. I was about to say that. Yeah. <laughs> he's not teetotal then. Nah. Or maybe it maybe it is until this point. Maybe in season he is, yeah. I, I remember know. when um, Washington won the Stanley Cup, Alex Ovechkin was hammered for days. I mean, he, was, he was swimming in the fountain and stuff. <laughs> uh, but I guess that's just what you do when you win. But 31-9 final score. That's quite comfortable looking, but was it a, was it a comfortable victory? Yeah, 31-9 going on even more. 
Really yeah, like, easy, easy. It probably could have been more as well. Um, just the Bucks had like so many weapons on offense. It's just ridiculous. They'd signed like Rob Gronkowski, who so came out of retirement, um, teamed up with Brady again from from the Pats before. So you had him. You've got Antonio Brown, who's just. I mean, he'd probably have a separate podcast just to discuss all the things he's done, both on and off the field. Um, Mike Evans, another top quality wide receiver. Chris Godwin. Scotty Miller, who's... He had a quiet Super Bowl, but <laughs> scrappy white. Uh, Tom Brady always tends to find those kind of guys, so... Absolutely stacked. So what? where have they got... Have they just turned into a good team? Or have they been, like, financially... Is there financial backing? Is that how it works? Or the, the salary cap and stuff? Always had good players. Right. A lot of the guys were there before Brady, but then Brady gets guys to come and play for him for less money because it's him. Because they know that he chance. is likely to bring success. So like he brought like the guy Rob Gronkowski who got two touchdowns with him, got him out of retirement to play. Um, Antonio Brown got him to come with him. And he's just part of the Brady experience is that he, cha- he changes the culture. Like it's not just quality, which he obviously is, but he just makes teams win. I don't understand it, but he just makes teams win. It's Guys who though. aren't that good makes them better. Yeah, it's, it is funny though because even to start the season they weren't they weren't good at all. They were seven and yeah. five at one point and didn't really look that great. And then just won well, pretty much every wasn't game. Wasn't that the thing though? Like Bruce Arians was trying was like still semi battling for control with Tom Brady at that point and then once it was seven and five just let Tom Brady start doing everything and obviously they just won every game from them. Just <laughs> let him start calling plays and stuff like that. Just Yeah, yeah which I, I guess kinda of seems fair enough. See when you yeah. When you say he makes average players better, you're basically saying it's the opposite of Neil Lennon. Yeah, the Andy Lennon. That's that's a good comparison. Tom Brady and Neil Lennon. <laughs> both both goats. Yeah, both goats. That that picture of Lennon whiting and Celtic Parker pulling his socks up <laughs> compared to Tom Brady. So are you thinking when when the opening comes at Celtic Park that Tom Brady's got a chance of getting the getting the manager's job? And if he does, then you've got uh, a title incoming. It's a bizarre hypothetical, but I, I will take literally any. <laughs> I think Tom Brady would do a way better job than Neil Lennon. Of course he would. Let's not kid ourselves. It's a funny yeah, thought. Grok to come in and play in goals. <laughs> Give me that. He'd, he'd at least catch the ball from across. You talk. <laughs> sure. What was the, uh, the bit that everyone stays up to watch? Obviously, the halftime show. I actually don't know if Andy stays up to watch it, but what was a uh, what was the weekend's performance? How would you rate out of ten? Five. <laughs> was it shit? Yeah, four or five. Yeah, it wasn't. It was just nothing. It was like it's decent. I, I felt like it's kind of it was kind of weird. I felt yeah. like he was sat, like a lot of the time he was just kind of staring down the lens like far too much. Uh, yeah, too much. Couldn't, couldn't really hear really hear him sing all that much um, apparently he spent like five million dollars of his own money to like set it up and have like the proper stages and stuff like that should have just kept him 
How was the national anthem? Uh, the anthem oh. itself not great, but America the Brave was excellent before it. That was that. Great. Was that her? That was her. Absolutely <laughs> riffing on the guitar halfway through America the, the Brave. Excellent. It was a tune. The anthem rubbish. Is that, is that America the Brave? You mixing it with Scotland the Brave? What even is no, America the Brave? No, that's that's, that's, that's my next is question. Not America, that? nah, I, think it's, I think it's America the Beautiful. But I've yet to confirm. If it is a mix-up between the Scotland the Brave and America, <laughs> that is a great mix-up. Yeah, it's America the Beautiful. It's America ah. the Beautiful. Yeah. Well, new name. I'm new name incoming. Everyone that listens to this, I... The four of us will know what you're talking about anyway, so it's fine. Yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, so, obviously, it was a convincing victory then. Uh, the only other name I was going to ask about is the only other name I'd heard about. Mahomes, he played for Kansas. Mm-hmm. Did he shock us? Nah. I think, I think he played well under the circumstances. He's it, sort of, He's been kind of dealing with a bit of an injury, which has uh, been lingering the last few weeks. You can see that was kind of affecting him during the game as well. Um, didn't really help that the Chiefs' offensive line was a complete shambles. He was basically having to drop back 30 yards just to escape any pressure on the majority of snaps, I would say. Um, yeah, he, there's that stat, and I, I did check that it was true, that he ran 497 yards behind the line of scrimmage to avoid pressure. He's put under that much pressure, so his offensive line just a sort of revolving door, letting pass rushers arm constantly. I mean, there's the, the greatest, best throw, the best throw ever made, probably, that wasn't a caught, like, that wasn't caught, was from Mahomes on Sunday, when he's genuinely full-length, horizontal, flinging the ball 30 yards, and it hits, his, it hits his teammate in the face in the end zone, and his teammate drops it. So, right. Like, that, honestly, that, that play, like if if you can get a video of that, seriously watch like watch it because it's just like, absolutely incredible. He's genuinely he's flying through the air, yeah. He's he's sideways through the air and he flings it on the guy's, like genuinely on the guy's face and he can't he can't do any more than that. Yeah. I felt like that was that was a theme throughout like so throughout the game as well. Where, like the receivers had a bit of a shocker, like like guys like so reliable guys as well. Like Travis Kelsey was dropping passes early on. Other yeah, Tyreek Hill. Yeah, Tyreek Hill. other side, like, kind of journeyman guys and guys like Miko Hardman who just, please. You know that if that, was, if that was Tom Brady though, the guy would have caught it? 100%. Yeah. yeah. Tom Brady also wouldn't have ran to make the throw. Like Tom Brady wouldn't, that's, Tom Brady wouldn't have signed for the Chiefs because he wouldn't have signed for an offensive line that couldn't protect him. He can't move. So, yeah. I think they had, I think they had like, was it two or three guys injured in their offensive line? I think three, including like the starting, both starting tackles, which is bad, but mm-hmm. yeah, but still, so you should expect you're again being by a seven-fingered guy every play as well. <laughs> That's so. true, yeah. <laughs> so big JPP. Once, once he takes the, once he takes the Celtic job, then uh, I guess that'll boost his profile a bit more. But uh, it, I think it's the it's the place to start the football chat. But just before that, I have a question, a Euros themed question. 
Uh, I'm going to write some of this down. You you can write it down. What I'm looking for is uh, since Euro 96 there have been 13 goals scored in the final Euro final by 12 different goal scorers I'm looking for the 12 goal scorers Nice, you want our answers now? Uh, you can give me a couple just now if you want, Like obviously the more recent ones maybe you remember or Whatever reason, but you can give me a couple now, yeah. Torres, Torres for Spain, yeah. Torres, yeah. And what can you tell me about Torres? Anything? In ter- in terms of the list. Well, Torres, Torres is actually Torres is actually the only guy with two goals. Yeah, you got uh, 2008 and 2012. 2012. Yeah, that's why there's only 12 scorers. Uh, he's done it twice, so Torres, yeah. Any more? David Yes. Golden goal. That's right, yeah. David Silva, in that 4-0 as well. Yep. One more. Before... Moving on. Uh, who else? Who else scored in that 4-0? That's what I'm trying to think of as well. Yeah. Jordi Alba? That is, yep, I'll take it. Good shout, because I thought that was a bit more obscure. Uh, right, on to the... Spain for that, so I can remember. Yeah. On to the uh, shambles that is the Premiership title race. <laughs> We've got since since we last record. There's actually a list of about fifty things that happened at Celtic that are funny. But since we <laughs> not recorded, 50, not fifty-five. <laughs> <laughs> nearly, nearly. Maybe in a few more games, it'll be fifty-five. Uh, how do you, as a, as a die-hard Celtic man, <laughs> how do you how do you explain it? How do you explain this? Sum up. I was gonna, I was gonna let, I was gonna let Kev come in first. I know, it actually should. As a diehard thistle man, to set it up. Summarise Celtic from an outsider's point of view. It's just in an unfortunate position that had all this success and then all of a sudden it's just jumped off a cliff edge, and the fans are going mental at the thought of it. And how they've thrown away 10 and that's, that's their own fault they've thrown it away they've absolutely got no, no one else to blame by the, by, by the board and now their club's managed and then it's it's funny if Bob, I mean because there's no other football to look forward to it was funny to just sit back and watch over January and February when it's like, I just imploded and especially the whole, whole divide ship as well yeah well I mean the last time I think we recorded the lower leagues were still still playing unfortunately they won't, they're not with I don't think there's is there another review of the situation in March. Yeah, they confirmed after Monday. Yeah, they right. had the meeting on Monday. It's not going to be reviewed until March. So I mean, I think it's really unlikely that it's yeah. going to be now. So the seasons. Yeah. So the only thing you've got to do, I suppose, is what is watch what's put in front of you. But uh, 
Do you think just just on that drink the likelihood is they'll null and void it then? <laughs> or have we, have we played enough games to crown champions? I've played enough games to, to crown champions, I don't think. Um, didn't, start them, didn't start them last season, obviously. Um, so <laughs> wait, wait, wait and see what happens. Uh, yeah. Um, well, at least hope, I'm not, I've not actually checked, but hopefully Sissel can get relegated if it, if it does happen. <laughs> there must be some way. Looking at it, there must be some way they can get Thistle down. I uh, wouldn't be surprised, Peter Lowe's after that, after all his final departing gift. Get Thistle really <laughs> just like last season. I mean, just uh, obviously Queen's himself in a good position, so if they did crown crown a wee champion there, you'd be you'd be all over that. Yeah, I mean that'd be good. <laughs> it really it does it does feel a bit meaningless and I don't I don't see how how it's gonna happen. I think that if we can get to maybe eighteen, which would be half a normal season, you can kinda of justify it, but we'd have to start like at the very start of March for that. And even if this review for the start of March is gonna to have to be what, two weeks minimum training time before you can start playing games. So you're looking at halfway through March. I don't I I think we're done. And I don't see anything but null and void for the lower leagues. Two weeks is incredible to get players up to speed, fitness-wise. I mean, if you ask Neil Lennon the same question, <laughs> you'd yeah. guys like Griffiths and Ayeti have just probably been doing nothing since the summer. When was the yeah, last sure. time Griffiths was fit? 2016 or something? Yeah. Long time ago. Yeah, your guess is as good as me. It is disappointing yeah. though with, with the lower leagues, given that uh, elsewhere that sort of level can is playing. But uh, I guess there's nothing really can do about it, and you are stuck. Watching. That's what I don't understand. Is that the reason the SF, the SFA have blamed the Scottish government, and the Scottish government have blamed or the SPFL have blamed the Scottish government, the Scottish government have blamed the SPFL, and it's the League One and League Two agreed to the same testing protocols as the championship which is still happening and then ours can't happen with those same protocols it doesn't make any sense there's no rhyme or reason to the decision it's just no because we're not probably not quite in the bracket of elite enough for them and they just don't care mm. yeah, no, that's true. yeah and also it's the fact that there's two part time teams in the championship that yeah, yeah, they're allowed to go to work and then get tested as well. So, does yeah. it make any difference? That's, like, that's why their argument initially for League One and League Two wasn't because it's part time teams, yeah. but then this are full time, Queens are full time, Cove, I think, are full time. Falcons are full time. Falcons are full time, and then you've got like Aloha, uh, just swanning around part time in Championship, getting to do it anyway. Same testing protocols now, but the SFA have just said no. So. I don't understand. It's also as well that uh, League One and Two again were um, shafted with the government money. They were supposed to be getting given um, passed down for crowds. Yeah. In relation to that crowds not attending games, but they didn't split split that evenly. They decided to just split that by division, which doesn't just doesn't make any sense. That's not what it was there to do. So you get yeah, half so a just... million for being in the championship, and then it's just. I think it was a hundred thousand for um, 
League One and then probably half of that again. I guess eight eighty eight for League Two. Yeah, so it just kind of sums up the people that are running Scottish football. Um, yeah, they just only care about stuff that's happening at the top. Yeah, and actually they've got TV, killing they've the got, game, and they've got the TV deals as well. So yeah, you know, what other championship games on a Friday? So that's that's to the main. But it's just not fair. It's just uh, it's just as they just don't care. And I think that's it. If there was like something to aim for, like. But I think the big thing is that we were told that the reason the first time for the review at the end of January or whatever the 25th of January or whatever it was and we were said oh we need to come up with a plan to make sure the testing protocols are up to date so it's like fine we'll do them and then we just said we'll do exactly the same thing as what's happening to allow the championship to play and then they just move the goalposts again and be like nah you can't do that so I don't think, I don't think there's a scenario that we can win unless it just disappears which is obviously not going to happen so, yeah, yeah, not not ideal at all. Um, hopefully they can sort something out, but looking a bit bleak. Uh, f- funny you should though mention a review taking place in January, because because I, I know I know one club that's not happening with. Uh, do do you reckon that the Celtic review was a uh, just uh, something? said in the spur of the moment that wasn't ever actually going to happen and the hope the form would improve and they wouldn't need to say anything about it. I think that's it. I think you've hit the nail on the head. That's pretty much what what was uh, addressed to the fans and there was no sad date on the review. Uh, the review would be ongoing. All that shit. And now fans are asking for a review and again the, the club are just quiet on all fronts um, it's really it's been really sad, like infuriating from a fan's point of view just given how important the season was and stuff like that and just you know so I've been let down from board management and and uh, player level as well just across the board it's just been an absolute shambles um, the only thing that, uh, re- that really came out was that Laurel was moving on that's the only thing that's really been said. Yeah, but uh, like, for me though, like if he's so he's what well, going at the end of June to be replaced by Dominic Mackay. But if he's not, if Flo's not willing to make a decision on anything, then you should just walk just now, rather than sit till the summer, pick up his ridiculously high wage of uh, I, I think it's somewhere in the region or so certainly in recent years it's been somewhere in the region of three million pounds which is the second highest the second highest paid in his position in the whole of the UK which is absolutely <laughs> unbelievable yeah do you, do you not think he's done a arguably at any point has done a good job I think, like, the, the, really, the, the, it depends <laughs> what you say, it depends what you say, like, is a good job, because for the most, for the most part, Rangers have been out of the league. Uh, 2012, Celtic had the opportunity to, to sort of start something and, uh, you know, kind of really hit the ground running, um, started with, 
you know, Ronnie Dyla, and uh, that was just a, an experiment that didn't quite work on the plan, but um, I think you know, there was still some sort of development there. Um, you had like Callum McGregor and, and Kieran Tierney coming through at that point. Um, whereas now you don't have any of that. There's none of that at all. Um, once Tyler left, um, obviously after the the game with Rangers where Dermot Desmond said he was embarrassed, got Brendan Rodgers in, and then the next few years were were great, really on, like, on the pitch. From a from a league point of view, again Europe's uh, obviously not so much. And then since since that point, Celtic Celtic should have been kicking on from that point. You get Lennon in, who, you know, fine at that point to see the season out. Uh, and really, that's all he had to do at that point. But <clears throat> to keep him in the job after that, like I, I said, like the day Celtic won the treble treble, I, like I <laughs> genuinely should have been like probably one of the happiest days that you could be as a football fan, right? And then after the game, it's announced that Neil Lennon's getting the job on a permanent basis. And honestly, I just felt completely deflated after hearing that. Because I knew what was coming. And here we are. Do you think, though, that's... Do you think the majority of Celtic fans thought that at that point? No, I I don't think so. Uh, Because, to be fair to Lennon, when he came in, the team... Pretty much played the same way for um, the majority. Um, the season that, that Brendan Rodgers left, um, and basically, like for me, all I had to do was keep keep that blueprint and just go again, work on wee tweaks here and there, look to, um, you know, so I continue to try and build the squad that that Brendan Rodgers had, had made, but um, it's all just kind of. Even like last, like last season, um, Celtic weren't particularly great until January when <laughs> obviously both Celtic and Rangers went to Dubai at that point. We know what happened with Rangers when they came back from Dubai. Um, and, you know, 12 months on, it's a completely different story. Um, but just so, like, going back to your point about Law, I don't, like, I don't think overall he's been all that great to be honest um, so I've taken the easy option of appointing Lennon and uh, you know not really looking to sort of kick on and um, you know if anything we've sort of gone back in Europe from the, from the time he came in to the club till now it's definitely a regression yeah it, the, there certainly seems to be a the development has stopped, the improvements have stopped um, and there's a huge gap now obviously uh, you would say it's almost certain that Rangers are going to win the league uh, and yet uh, obviously the timing of this in this season going for 10 has exacerbated stuff but I think at any time there would have been the same uproar with how bad some of the performances have been regardless of them sort of maybe starting to find a bit of form now yeah definitely I, I mean I, I, I mean Rangers have just sat 
taking their foot off the, off the pedal a wee bit because you know they, they've dropped points in two of the last few games but I can't help but think that if Celtic just hadn't well, if, if Celtic had sacked Lennon in November last year when they should have done uh, and got like a, a semi-competent guy in then you know it could have been a different story um, going to Dubai as well that I mean I've talked at length about that um, but um, it just was a complete disaster you know players having to isolate and come back and um, it's just this uh, the latest the latest uh, thing that's happened in, in a season of uh, like basically just a season of fuck ups from board level to managerial level and the players um, I'm, I'm amazed that that Lennon's still there to be honest I can't believe he's still there I, I really I, I'm, I'm genuinely worried for for next season now because if he's still there then do you think there's any chance that he'll still be there? I think I think there is a chance there's yeah. always a chance well I suppose I mean the amount of times that he should have been sacked before now and he's still there so I just like, I don't know I just kind of wonder what what will happen uh, in the summer? If if I gave all th- well, say to all three of you, who are you? I'm assuming that nobody would say keep Lennon from a Celtic <laughs> point of view. But who would you? Who would you look to bring in if you were given the choice of? Hmm. Well, you can't really say finance no option. You got to be a bit realistic. But who's the right guy? <laughs> if he leaves Marseille, I would take Vyash Bolas. For I think that'd be entertaining for Celtic. Not that for very not for Olivier in general. Yeah, exactly. Bring that. Do more chaos. At least Vyash Bolas. I don't know if he's a great manager, but he's not. He's pretty good, like at tactics and stuff. So I mean, d- does he know the city? But that's that's a big question. Defoe's Catholic. I think he's called Andre Vyash Bolas. Defoe's Catholic, so that's something I'm going for. But I, I don't know. It'd be interesting. Just the point, John Kennedy. <laughs> which is which is genuinely what they should have done last month. But yeah. at that point, at that point, nah, he, like Lennon, Lennon had to go. I think Lennon and Kennedy have to go yeah. both of them. I think they do as well. But if they're, like if they're if they're waiting on someone, which is. Again, we don't know if that's true or not. But if they are waiting on someone, then just yeah. clear them out now. I think any change, probably for change's sake, would have been good. But it's probably past that point now. I think. Yeah. And as soon as as soon as there's another bad result, assuming there is at some point, then it will just turn really quickly. Whereas somebody else would have got a would have got a chance. I think. Even if the results weren't great, but it's pretty, um, pretty toxic, you could say. Yeah. Uh, uh, see, the, the other thing as well is, uh, like, I genuinely don't think Rangers are that good. I don't think they've played a decent team all season. Um, certainly not in the league. Uh, you can only be what's in front of you, so, you know, credit where it's due, I guess. But if you look at, like, even, like, the sad January transfer window and Celtic, we just 
never linked with any player really until the last few days uh, and then it uh, comes out that Frimpong's Pong's away I mean fair enough did it's a decent bit of business there um, learned this week that El Hamed's away um, fine but like that's 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 two right back straight away Are Celtic going to have to sign genuinely five defenders in the summer because no Kenny's on loan obviously Mike Kenny would be decent if you could keep you could keep him. Duffy's obviously on loan. Uh, Still. Yeah, someone else. Someone else not on loan at the back. Laxell. Yeah. It's on loan. So realistically, you'll be left with Greg Taylor, who's rubbish. Uh, Chris Ayer, who's who probably on loan. Stephen Welsh, who's who knows. Yeah. No other centre halves. Julian, I'm not counting your beat on. No right backs. He's away, is he not? That's what it said this morning. Beaton wants to go. Does he? Yeah. So, so to go be left with three defenders, two of which are pretty injury, or one, it's definitely injury prone. One's now just got injured. So you're left with three defenders across four positions slash no backups. <laughs> See, like, I mean, it just sag. It so it goes back to that that point of the the January window when like. If if the board genuinely thought, and if Neil Lennon genuinely thought that the season was salvageable at that point, then um, you know you hear like you hear now that players have wanted to to leave the club for months or years even. Uh, like speaking about in Cham, then they should have been sold in January, which I guess they were, but like. They don't, like, there's no replacements there. Uh, nothing lined up. There's no. There's no plan in the head, um, and then obviously with what happened to Ben Davies as well, um, there's no plan B for that eventuality happening as well. And it's just, yeah, mm. I, I don't know. It's just, it's kind of worrying. It's quite worrying. Yeah, I think, I'm sure there'll be a. A pretty big change come the summer, managerial and players. Uh, but yeah, I think Kenny Kenny's done well, but he'll be probably commanding a big fee. I would have thought. Um, and given yeah, that he's doing probably get Kenny for about three, three maybe four. Do you think? I, think, like, I think I he'd think be looking so. double. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think there's. But there wasn't like an option to buy in his loan deal, you yeah. know. So. I mean, genuinely I just to get some, get somebody in thing. Uh, yeah. No, interesting. Um, but you never know. Next time you record, could be sitting here ten a row secure, Lenin statue. It's possible. I'll be writing yeah. that statue down. <laughs> <laughs> he deserves it if he gets ten. If he did that, if he gets ten from this, if he gets ten from this position. Yeah. Would you, would you I'll, build, I'll, build a statue. I'll make it myself. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about statues. Nah, I don't have any 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 joke about statues. Uh, but I do need more names. More names from the Euros. I've got a couple. Right. I've got one. Go for so, it. So Ed Edar scored the twenty sixteen winner. Yeah. And I think 
was it the 2004 Greece one? Yeah. Is that Angelo Christianis or something? Yeah. Is that, I don't Car- know exactly Car- 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 Yeah, that's right. Though. And then Juan Mata got the fourth in the Spain Athlete game. He did, indeed. Yeah. So, so that's you've actually got uh, all from 2016 down to 2004. So there's Euro. there's two left from Euro 2000. Euro and 2000, I don't know if this is right though. Was it Grosso? Were you going to say that? No, that was the World Cup, I think. That was World Cup, yeah. I was going to say, I wasn't sure if this was the, one of the semi-finals, but did Wilk well, Sylvan Walter score? He did, yeah. That's correct. Yeah. Great shout, yeah. So there's, uh, there's one more from that, and then two from... Euro 96. Euro 96 is a little outside my wheelhouse. So is it 2-1 yeah. two, two in Euro 96 then? Was that the final? Was that the final? Germany against uh, Czech? Yeah, it was uh, 1-0, was it not? What did it go to? Pens? Don't know, I need to check, but... Uh, was it 1-0? I don't know. Germany won, but yeah. All, all, all I know is Germany won. I don't. I don't know the score. Or yeah, I mean, uh, uh, yeah. No, you're right. But uh, you're right. The same guy actually scored twice, though. So technically, there's another double goal scorer that I missed, but doesn't really or affect the, Doesn't really affect the question yet. A Quite German, so. and then there's one from Czech. And then one missing from Euro 2000. What about um, the, Ita- the Italian guy from Euro 2000? Yes. I guess it's who we're missing. Yeah. I was going to say for 96, the classic guy that you still always run about south side, Bierhoff. Yeah, actually it is. It is, yeah. Is it Bierhoff? Yeah. Yeah. That guy used to run in the, in the Bierhoff top. Yeah, yeah, that guy. Yeah, that is that is actually what it was. Yeah, seventy three minutes, and then and then a golden goal. Yeah, so both these guys are, I would say, pretty, pretty household names. Well, certainly the the Czech guy is, the Italian I'd heard of, but maybe not a maybe not household name. I think it wasn't Edvard for Czech. No, it wasn't, no. Was it um, that Carol Borborski? Borborski? No, but great, great shout. No. I'm just saying, because you think said household name and Czech guy. That's, I'm just going for my big, oh. my big, my big Czech players. Jan Kotler. No. Yeah, that's what I was just out to see if he beat me to it. Uh, most famously played, well, when I tell you who he probably most famous playing for you, I would say you'll get it, Liverpool. No. Patrick Berger? Yeah. No, Berger. Yep. Uh, that was just... Pretty funny, I definitely associate Patrick Berger more with Villa than I did Liverpool. Mm. Really? <laughs> he played, <laughs> played about 200 games for Liverpool and I don't know how many for Villa, but... That's funny. Uh, That's funny. And then, finally, the, the Italian who... 
played for 10 years for Roma between 95 and 2005. Uh, Forward? Yes, yep. Um, I don't know the guy's first name. Who I, if I think it's... And Del Vecchio? That is exactly it, yep. What's his but first name? Marco. Marco, I thought maybe Matteo. Marco Del Vecchio, but... yeah. Yeah. 236 appearances for Roma, 63 goals. Nice. Yes, ah, need to see a picture of him. Yeah, he's a pretty Italian looking guy, to be honest. <laughs> so just, just on... He's incredibly In some of those pictures where he's wearing like an Italy shirt. Yeah, 47, so he's basically Tom Brady. Um, just on the Euros, the only thing I want to talk about a bit briefly was... Any guys that weren't in the most recent Scotland squad that you think would be pushing for a place based yes. on based on kind of current form? David Tumble. Tumble for sure. He's got to be yeah, the obvious. He's yeah. got to be the obvious one. Ryan Gold as well. This has has yeah. his form been good? Yeah, he's been brilliant for Ferenc. I mean. Friends are terrible, but he's contributed to like I think something like sixty-seven percent of their goals, either goals or assists, this season. He captains them now as well. Was it what is it? Was it you that shared of his goal? Yeah. Yeah, his mouth. I think put in the Skype chat for the quiz. Uh, uh, the back he scored at the weekend. No, that was nice. Yeah, tw- twenty-five years old he is now, so. Yeah. He's like one of those guys that you'd always think was young. Mm. He's still supposed to say he's supposed to be saying for Braga in the summer. Really? Right. Yeah. Well, that's that's an out, outside shout because somebody somebody sure. that's scoring goals. Uh, scoring goals, creating goals, just something yeah. a little bit different for us, like a a, a kind of different style of player from the ones that we have. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about? Kevin Nisbet. That was my next. That was an obvious one. Been getting a game though for. I know he's not. Last year he's not been getting a game, but he's still he's still infinitely better than Oliver Burnley. I would definitely, mm-hmm. I'd definitely rather him. Yeah, I'd rather uh, that. He won't drop McBurney though. Oh, they won't drop McBurney. Get Oliver. Get him dropped to sell. Yeah, I'd take Oliver. Yeah, I'd take Oliver. I'd take Oliver over Oliver Burnley for sure. Please take anyone. Anyone named Dolly should never be cat for Scotland. Has that been a good Dolly? Has it? Has it? There are any others. An interesting question. Uh, what about, well, the other name I was going to say, but he's not playing as much now, is, was Billy Gilmore, who I thought's always looked pretty good, but being a Rangers man, you maybe wouldn't. Wouldn't want to see him in the squad. <laughs> I'd probably take that. No, I'd, I'd, uh, yeah. But I think, I think he's always looked, looked pretty good. But with Tuchel coming in, maybe not getting as much of a chance. Is he playing tonight? Is he starting tonight? Because they're playing what Barnsley. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's worth a look. Uh, but no, I've always, the problem is we've got a, such a strong midfield. Yeah, he's starting. Um. Yeah. Gilmore's starting tonight. Yeah. 
such a strong midfield that you'd need to be uh, dropping guys from possible other positions if you're taking that many midfield. Like if you're including Turnbull, uh, I think you Gilmore, could, for example. Yeah, who would well. you drop then? If that's part, like say you're goals hard because I don't know if you can. I just don't know if you can fit them in. But if you were going to try and fit in uh, Turnbull for sure and Gilmore, who would you then take out, Christie? Yeah, yeah, that's not based on that. No, no. Depending on that, injury situations. Out, out the start, now, yeah. Out the start, yeah. But even if you if you have to get these guys in the squad, who drops out the squad? Depending on injuries, possibly Cal- Jack drops out. Callum Patterson. Callum Patterson. Yeah, Callum Patterson for yeah. sure, man. Unneeded. Uh, un- I'd drop John Fleck too. John uh, Fleck for Billy Gilmore. Play the same role, Billy Gilmore is way better. As much as I think Griffiths can give you a lot, he's. Probably not reliable, and is he going to be there? It's not fit. Well, exactly, so it's another possible one, but then you end up just taking 25 midfielder. <laughs> Dep- uh, like, yeah, it depends. McTominay, though, for example, has been doing well this year, this season. Uh, I suppose he's a he's a defender for Scotland, doesn't he, really? You still play centre-half, I think. yeah. Um, then you've got injury situation with Tierney as well. I would, assume, I would assume he'll be all right. But what just, about just James Forrest. That's, that's his yeah, space. Forrest coming back as well. He's back in. Back. Be back. Yeah. He will need to get game time if he wants to go. Yeah. But he'll win the ten. He'll come back. He'll <laughs> Celtic win the ten. He'll be about yeah. sixty years old the next time Celtic have <laughs> a chance to win the ten. <laughs> Nah, he'll win the 10 this season and then he'll go with Scotland to the Euros and win the Euros. Liam, He's coming home. Liam Palmer. <laughs> yeah, you, you still do need to take two right-backs. Uh, well, Kenny McLean's been doing quite well with Norwich, has he not? I don't know if he's... I'm assuming he's, he's playing all the time, but just looking at names. Uh, McGregor, yeah, obviously. McGregor will be there. Nice? These are guys that like, have obviously played during the campaign as well and got Scotland there. So I don't well, know. That, that's the thing. Is he going to yeah. be? Is he going to be loyal even if it means leaving a a top prospect? That's an interesting debate. I just I don't think you can leave Turnbull behind. He scored too many goals, creating too many chances. Yeah, no, I I, I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I do think. I don't know. Get, I don't think there'll be much. I don't think there'll be one much or two maximum. Teams. There'll be yeah. one or two maximum. Um, just, I would definitely drop Callum Patterson. I mean, he's mince. What position is he? See, when you don't know what position a guy is as well. Yeah. Yeah. Back slash forward. Playing definitely yeah. playing as a striker for Sheffield Wednesday. I think. How many goals? And plays. Plays as a striker for Scotland, doesn't he? So Jordan Rose, he scored actually for Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah, he's playing there. I saw that. Sheffield Sheffield Wednesday just a sort of still shit Scotland team. Yeah. Do you still have Barry Bannon as well? Yeah. Yeah. What about Grant Hanley? He could come in. Matt Ritchie. Absolutely not. Is it? Is it twenty-five <laughs> man? Is it twenty-five players? Is I that, think so. Is that the limit? No. 
Cum e? Cum e? Cum dau? Is it at the moment still guaranteed that Lyndon Dykes starts? Yeah, I think so. I just can't see like. That's so much different for Scotland. Yeah, and he's gonna. We're gonna play. We need him. And he's gonna play one up front, isn't he? So. If that's our style, you've seen when it's been McBurney or Burke or Shankland or whoever up there, it doesn't work. He's the only guy that fits that that style. Yeah, I, I think guys like Shankland might might then miss out depending on. I think Shankland will miss out. The former, the former, some other guys. I see Dykes got five goals for QPR. Twenty-two yeah, games, so. Were they not? I was, they're all right at the start, I'm sure as well. They all scored like three goals in three games at the start. Yeah, two of them were penalties as well, I'm sure. Yeah, so he's not he's not banging them in. <laughs> no. Uh, but yeah, I think he made he made such a difference, and obviously he's on the front of that Panini album, so. There you go. Got to be taking him. Um, no, uh, that's uh, that's all I I had down. Um, was there anything else that uh, they wanted to discuss while we were on? Scott McKenna? No. <laughs> no. What, up front? Would you be... I'll be in the squad. Well, I think yeah. you'll be in the squad, yeah. That's the thing, like, that there are just... There are a lot of like, Scottish players in the Championship that you think... Like, they might get in, sort of thing. I don't know, like... Obviously, like some we know that will go, but Liam Cooper, David Marshall, and all that. But there's definitely like there's other ones there as well that you just sort of forget about. Like like you were talking about like Liam Palmer and stuff like that. Barry Bannon. Uh, Bannon won't. Uh, no, I, I don't think they'll go. I just mean like, uh, like they're obviously like they're obviously still there. I think you know they'll probably still be in the mind. Steve, but guys like yeah. I mean, I suppose like Tom Kearney and stuff. I think, I think probably their chances come and gone. Just get like given the position they play and like um, there's so many good midfielders that are playing well ahead of that. Um, I don't know, like other positions, I don't, I don't really know. But th- this is the first time that guys have got something to play for, to kind of aim for, really, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, like, if if you knew that all you were playing for was Scotland was a Nations League friendly against Israel, then you're maybe not going to be pushing as much as wanting to get in that squad, which could be the one and only time we do for another so many years, so... Yeah, yeah. No, no. Who's our third keeper, or as well? I guess maybe second and third keeper. Obviously, Marshall will be one. Craig Gordon. I assume Gordon will be two. Alan McGregor. Who's yeah. three? Scotland. I mean, Scott Bain. Scott Bain. Connor has it. Get McGregor. We take like a guy Scottish. that doesn't play. Scott uh, Bain. Hey. You take McCrory. Who's technically the 21's keeper? Brent doesn't play. Yeah, that's what I'm oh, yeah, You take oh. Liam Kelly now. He's back up and playing. Yeah. In theory, we shouldn't need them, but... 
any keeper yeah. could could get themselves in there. Really? Yeah, we're coming up to a pretty uninspiring uh, like goalkeeping situation and not that long. Like Marshall can't have much left, really. Gordon's obviously now playing the championship. Who's next up? There's no Gavin and John McLaughlin's what thirty two. There's no yeah, there's it's... no guy who's next. Yeah, we don't have a decent keeper coming through. We've just got these sort of players at the same age, like yeah. McCrory, maybe Liam Kelly's a wee bit older, but there's nothing. Yeah, I think probably need to rely on some, some heritage going forward for <laughs> Or or just take two keepers. Get an extra player in that can maybe I think you, ha- I think you have to take three. <laughs> just declare a player as a keeper, even though you know he's not. <laughs> for Phil Jagielka style? Yeah. For, somebody you, somebody you know can take a few, can go in. Uh, but then again, will it be, will, for example, will it be using five subs? And things like that. No, I don't so, know. like, I don't know. Yeah, no, that kind of thing influences a bit of your thinking, maybe. I don't know. Probably not. Possibly. But. Possibly. But we'll see. I get like, well, the other, the other last point was to do with the fans and maybe getting to the game or probably yeah. not getting to the game. But um, I guess at the start, start of next month, I think, though, um, looking at that to determine if any fans or what proportion of fans can go to the games. Yeah. Well, I've actually, I was lucky enough to get t- some tickets and they said on the the latest update they sent out uh, I don't I can't remember if it was the end of last year but it was basically just going to go to a ballot if it's reduced capacity so I, I can't I can't see it being uh, full crowds which seems mental given like this time last year you'd have thought well this time last year we'd have thought it was going ahead obviously last summer but when they moved it back, you'd have thought, well, there's absolutely no problem there. And uh, I know, uh, yeah. we're here again, so... I, I don't I know, think I they'll move... I think they'll play the tournament. I don't think they'll move it again. Um, but I just yeah. can't see... I can't I see full crowds. Probably can't have, see any crowds. I suppose you get to be Euro 2022. Because you'd have that in the summer, and then you get the World Cups in the winter. It definitely won't happen. Absolutely not. No, they will. They will play this year, but it would just depend on. Yeah, it'll be. Uh, how many fans can go? Absolutely terrible with no fans. Yeah, I think Scotland have a better chance without fans. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. No, maybe I'm why not? Nah. Maybe not. Well, you've seen the results recently. The amount of away wins of away wins that are going on. Yeah. Would it? So, it would. It would possibly even it out at Wembley, but at the same time, it would. It would negate. Hamden. It would negate Hamden as well. Depends how many Celtic players are start. What if they're scarred from the season? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we can only play in front of fans. It seems. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, right. That's it's a big excuse. <laughs> one of one of many. Just get the Rangers team in then. I don't even want. I, I, 
I was going to start talking about Glenn's post-match press conference what did they say nah don't even talk about it I didn't see it I'll go and look up myself um, he said happy birthday whoever it was did he yeah and that was it that's a Chinese New Year one from Selig happy Chinese New Year what you would do for those two back? Yeah, I mean, let's, let's camp out. But <laughs> it was just full of replies from fans just replying in Chinese, learning out. <laughs> <laughs> Google, Google Fire. English to uh, Mandarin, getting hundreds of thousands of hits. Learning out. Um, no, that was good. Thanks for um, the discussion. We will get together once we've all finished our Panini albums. And, uh, we'll be waiting a long time then. <laughs> yeah, I know. We will be. Um, but no, thanks. Thanks for doing that. It was enjoyable. And um, we'll be back next time with action-packed discussion about Celtics 10 in a row and the title party. <laughs> Cheers.